All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And uh, our text will be just verse 1, just one verse. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And uh, uh, I want to, would like to give this little lesson or message a title. And uh, I would title it, I Dare You to Know Christ. And I, I got this thought, was gathered of this thought that uh, I heard a, a, a pastor at a church that we've gone to, and he's, he's, a, a, he's the pastor of a church, and it's a large church, but he makes a point once in a while to, uh, I don't know how often he does it, but uh, he goes and he, and he preaches to the youth, to the, to the teenagers, or whatever their age group is, I don't know. But he makes a point to go and minister to them. And he said that he dares them to keep up with him. He says he challenges them to keep up with him uh, as far as uh, spiritually it goes. And I, and I thought that that was a pretty interesting thought. And, uh, and I don't know that I want to challenge you to keep up with me. I want you to, uh, not that he was speaking wrong, but uh, I want to challenge you to know God like I know God. And uh, my thought was is that the Scripture came to mind. I don't know if you're familiar with the story of uh, Elijah and Elijah. Anyway, Elijah was a prophet of God. And uh, he went around doing... This was Old Testament. So he was a prophet of God and he went around doing God's work, uh, giving word to people that needed to be uh, needed God's word and performing miracles. And he had... Uh, People knew him to be a man of God. People knew him to have the power of God on him. He, at times, he uh, parted waters. God parted the waters for him to to walk across a river. And there's been there was many instances where God did amazing things through this man. And as he was journeying through a town, he came across a man named Elijah. And this man seen that this was a man of God, and he wanted to follow. And it was kind of how the story kind of goes. He was just like, no, there's a few times he said, stay here. Uh, don't come with me. And he said, no, I'm coming with you. And he forsook everything, forsook his whole family, all his possessions in order to follow, follow after this man. And, uh, and as, it, as the story continues, that uh, the man, fi- uh, Elijah finally asked Elijah what he would want. And he said, uh, uh, he says, I want, a, I want a double portion of what God has given you. And uh, he says, of course, I, you're probably familiar with this part of the story. He says, I can't give that to you. But if you see me, uh, if you see me when I, I can't remember if he, if he says that he dies or, or when God takes him, if he sees that, then that is God going to give him that opportunity or give him that double portion, right? And uh, so you know that uh, Elijah was the one that was taken up in a chariot of fire, right? That there was a whirlwind came, right? If I remember correctly. And uh, was taken up. And it says Elijah watched that happen. And Elijah's mantle or his robe or some sign of clothing, I don't know the exact specifics of it, <clears throat> fell from, from, from the sky as he was taken away, taken to God. And Elijah took that mantle and went went about his way. And what I what I the reason I mention that is cuz that is an image that is an old testament image 
of Christ. Jesus came and He came to this earth and then people were to forsake everything and follow Him. That was the image of what God intended His people to do, right? Jesus came and lived in such a way and He desires people, us, to uh, forsake our lives and to follow Him and be about His work. And that's what I would like you to, uh, to understand is that I have forsaken many things in order to follow Christ. Right, It's not a burden to me. It's not a loss to me. I don't find anything that I've left to be something that I would want now because of the grace of God doing that work in me. But the reality of it is, is that there's a lot of things that I left. There's a lot of things I used to do. A lot of things I used to like, but I chose to leave those things in order to follow this man. In order to follow Christ. Because, because of that, uh, because of what He's done for me, because I've seen that the power of God is, uh, that I've seen the power of God work because of Christ. I've seen the things that God was uh, showing uh, Elijah through Elijah. I've seen these things, not specifically the miracles and things, but I've seen what Elijah seen when Elijah walked by. And I seen the power of God. I seen the holiness of God. And that is what drew me away. So the, what I want to get to is, uh, is that I challenge you to know God like I know God. Mm-hmm. I challenge you to know a God that would take somebody, uh, take somebody out, of, out of drinking alcohol and make him repulsed by the idea that I ever would wake up not knowing what happened the night before. Mm-hmm. I challenge you to know God like I know Him. I challenge you to know God, uh, to know Christ, to know His forgiveness like I know His forgiveness. Of all the filth that I have done in my life, to know that Jesus has forgiven me. To know that He has cleansed me of that. I dare you to come to know God in such a way. I dare you to know Jesus in a way that changes your life. In a way that brings you from what you think you desire into a position with God that you no longer desire the things that you desire, but you desire the things of God. That you no longer desire to, to, uh, to make a lot of money or be, uh, be cool or whatever that may be that may distract you from the things of God, but to desire to spread the gospel. Be willing to lay everything down that God has calling you to lay down in order to do His work. And that is what God has done in me. He's shown me how, He's shown me that I desire the things that He desires. I may have my own little things that I enjoy. There's, I'm, not, I'm not talking so radically that you just sit in a dark room and wait for something that God wants you to do. But the point is, is that there was a world around us that offers many different things. I mean, because to know Christ, to know His forgiveness, to know Him changing you like I know Him, you must understand that He took somebody that was willing to just, uh, that was only interest in women was to look at them if they only had no clothes on. Right. I could look into the face of an image of a woman and it would not bother me one bit that she was naked. Never bothered me a little bit. But now God has taken me from that. And I now can look into the face of a teenage girl and see the pain that she's given herself away. And all I can imagine is that I want her to know Jesus. So that pain is no longer there. Mm. Right. 
That's the difference there. The, the selfishness of that old man of only wanting to see what I want to see. And now I no longer see what I want to see, but I see the pain of that person. Right. That is the love of God. That is not something I'm capable of doing. Right. That is not something that I was able to change because all I wanted to do was to see what I wanted to see. But now God has changed me in from wanting to see filth and I want to see resurrection. I don't want to see people dead and bound to alcohol because I was once there. I, I used to enjoy every Friday, Saturday night and it. Actually, whenever I was in school, me and a friend of mine called Wednesday Whiskey Wednesday, and we would sneak alcohol into school. That's what we did. We were those kind of people. I was always looking to get drunk, and that's my intentions. I was not one of these people you hear about talking about being a social drinker. I had one intention, and I wanted to get as drunk as I could as quickly as possible. That was my purpose. But you take somebody that was like that, and all of a sudden now he no longer wants to do that. But what he wants to do is he wants to see the man that is drunk laying in his own vomit to rise up and realize he's not bound by that anymore. There's been many a times that I was laying in the middle of the middle of a yard, laying in my own puke, and now I don't want to see that anymore, but I want to see somebody realize that they are that there is salvation in Christ. There's something greater to this life than just getting drunk every weekend. There's something greater to this life than looking at filthy things on your phone. There's something greater to this life than trying to, uh, trying to make a lot of money to increase your wealth, to increase your position in this world. I don't inter- that doesn't interest me anymore. God has given me great, uh, great opportunities to make a lot of money. He, I've made a lot of money and I've made little money. And both times God has shown me that I'm just as content and in position. I don't need this wealth of this world. You take a man that, and I'm talking about myself, you have to realize that I was once a very greedy person. Whenever I was first out of high school, I would, uh, when I first got a, a job aside from working with my dad, a full-time job, so to speak, I had a bank account. And I, every week I'd get paid, and that bank account had to climb. And I would skip meals and I would refuse to pay for things. Whatever, I, would not, I wouldn't buy things. I would drive to a store thinking I'm going to buy this just to get there, look at it, look at the price tag and then decide, no, I ain't going to do that. Because that would cause that bank account to go the wrong direction. You understand, I was consumed with the idea of gaining more wealth. I didn't have a lot of money then, but the idea was is that that number always had to go up. It always had to increase. I was always looking to make more money. That's not what, and to now, what I realize is that that wealth is no longer useful to me, but it's useful to those that needs it, right? Mm -hmm. I can have a lot of money, but what good does that do if it does no good? I can come to a church and and sit and worship God, but what does that, what good does that do if I don't share the gospel, right? It's the same concept. You take a man that was consumed with wealth and all of a sudden, He's changed radically that he no longer cares about that money. That's not something I chose to do, but that is the will of God, right? That is the desire of God 
to take you and make you understand that this world may offer you many things, but that the reality of it is, is that if you are born again, you're not operating in a world of flesh. You're not operating in this world. You are operating outside of this world in a spiritual realm. Where, do you, where can you imagine a time and place where this God says that if you give, I will give to you more. If you give, you'll have more. If you give away, you'll have more. That doesn't work in this world. If you take $100 and you go down and you just give $50 away, guess what? You have less than what you had. But in the spiritual kingdom, you give $50 away and you will find that either that $50 that you have left will go even farther than you ever dreamed or God will give you more. I don't... This isn't a prosperity gospel. This is a promise of God. This is operating in God's economy. This is what God wants you to see. Is that you may think that you're seeking out pleasure. A man that's seeking out pleasure in this world. He may think that he's finding it. But what God says is if you deny yourself, you'll have life. Right? If you deny this life, you will find life. But if you seek to save this life, you will lose it. Mm. What God was saying there was that you may try to seek out life. You may try to go out and try to make this life the best life you could possibly imagine. Try to uh, gain wealth, gain possessions, gain experiences, going here and going there. But God is saying that that's not how it works. That is not how you obtain life. He said you must lose your life. You must give your life away. That doesn't make sense. Why? Because that's a spiritual realm thinking. And that is what God is bringing us into. That's what I'm challenging you to understand. I challenge you to know Christ as I know Him. I don't desire to go do a lot of great things because I only desire to do what God wants me to do. And I found that I have a more fulfilled life than I ever did. A no amount of vacation will make me feel like I'm living a good life. No amount of trips, no amount of possession, no amount of money, no, matter, no amount of fleshly passion or pleasure will make me feel fulfilled in this life. Because I desire to know what God wants. Right? I no longer desire myself, but I desire the life of Christ. And if that life is living through us, then we, come, we realize that we are more fulfilled. And you will not know that unless you come to know Christ as I know Him. Paul here was saying, uh, leave us, Paul, yeah. Paul was saying, uh, be ye followers of me even as I also am of Christ. He's saying, follow me because I'm following Christ, right? I know who this Jesus is, and if you'll just follow me, you'll come to know him too. If you try to do if you mimic me, you'll know what's going on. If you if you listen to what I'm saying, do what I say to do, you'll come to know Jesus in such a way you never thought possible. And if you look into a church, if you look at a lot of churches, people will pass uh, people will t- start talking or acting or, uh, or preaching, especially preachers, like their pastor, right? Because they look to that pastor and they think, uh, they think, wow, that's a man of God. I need to follow after him because he knows Jesus, right? Well, I'm challenging you this morning to follow me as I follow Christ. Come to know Jesus like I know him. I dare you to know Jesus like I know him. Because I found myself in the deepest and darkest positions of life. I found myself face down in the fetal position in a closet 
desiring rather to just be left alone by God than to feel His conviction and then instantly feeling mercy come in. I've never, I, you will not know God until you've known a position to where you just, you no longer want to feel bad about what you're doing to such an extent that you would rather God leave you alone. And then all of a sudden, the peace of God comes in. It's amazing to know that, I, that God has brought me from a position that, he's, uh, that I've found myself uh, trying to get away from the, the feeling of feeling dirty, feeling of being, uh, feeling sinful, that I was even, I would get in the shower to try to wash away how filthy I felt. Right? That's how, that's how miserable I was. And all I could hear whenever I would seek after God, trying to find out why in the world am I this way? Why, do I, why am I consumed like this? Why can't I do the things that, I, that God wants me to do? Why can't I know you like I, want, like I desire to know you? And I, and I would find myself failing God continually. And I would find myself in those positions, crying out to God, trying to find out what was going on. Why wouldn't He help me? And then all He would speak to me is that my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. So I dare you to know God, to know Christ in such a way that you realize that His grace is sufficient. That it's no longer your ability to perform righteousness, but it is God's ability to be righteous through you. Do you know Christ like that? Do you know that you are not capable of uh, overcoming sin? And yet you must rely on Him. Do you know Christ in that way? If you do not know Christ that way, you don't know Him the way I know Him. And I dare you to know Christ the way I know Him. I dare you to know Christ in such a way that it radically changes your life. That you're no longer the person you are now. That you're no longer the person you was a year ago. That you're no longer, that in five years, you're no longer the person you are right now. Do you desire to know Christ that way? Because I'm challenging you this morning that we must know Christ in a life-changing way. Because we are to, the reality of it is, is that we are miserable people. We're miserable creatures. We do things that are not right. We think things that are not right. We want things that we shouldn't want. We do things we shouldn't do. It's just the reality of it. We must rely on Christ. We must know Christ in such a way that it changes us. We don't change to know Him, but we know Him because we are changed, right? That's a, that's a, so, have you got a song? You can go ahead. So if you, uh, if you desire to know Christ at all, if you desire to know Him, because I'm challenging you, like I said, I want you to know Christ like I know Him. I want you to know the salvation of the Lord. I want you to know forgiveness. I want you to know for uh, I know want you to know victory. I want you to know a God that can break any chain of bondage that may be in your life. I want you to know Christ like that. If you uh, if you want to, we got time to pray. We got plenty of time. So if you want to pray, come and pray. Otherwise, we can uh, spend some time in worship. What I want.